Welcome back to another episode of Time Out with the Sports Doctor, where life, sports, and medicine intersect. I'm your host, Dr. Derek Burgess. Whatever you want to do, I'm here to help and push you in that direction. But I want to be able to put on your mind, okay, if this doesn't pan out the way it should or the way that you have envisioned, what is your fall forward plan? All right. So tonight we have a very special guest on the show, uh, Mr. Keon Howard. Uh, Keon is a recent graduate of Tulane University. Um, he's a quarterback um, at the U- uh, University of Tennessee. Martin just completed his last collegiate season. Um, and, you know, we have a long history together. So I'm really excited to be able to share his story. You know, I've been able to see him grow from a junior in high school all the way to a college graduate, which is something special. So, um, you know, Welcome to the show tonight, Keon. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, Doc. All right. So Keon's from Laurel, uh, Mississippi. So when I arrived in Laurel in 2014, he was the the man in the city as quarterback of Laurel Tornadoes, right? So tell us about uh, growing up in Laurel, what that was like, what that was like as a kid for you. Uh, definitely you know, honored to just be from Laurel. Uh, definitely got a lot of um, rich history um with the city just growing up in a small town um not you know growing up in a small town very family oriented community um everybody knows everybody um i could walk down the street and i could be um at one of my friends house my childhood friend house growing up and his mom know my mom or his cousin know my mom or my grandma might know his grandma you know so it's, it's de- definitely a very small family oriented community and you know it definitely helped me along the way uh, it's a saying that goes, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. Right. And I, I, I am the true definition of that. And I can be able to say that proudly because uh, so many people have helped me along the way to be able to get to where I am today. Um, so definitely honored to be from law and just everything I do. I just try to represent it the best way, try to represent the city of law to the best of my ability. Absolutely. So, you know, you had a very... You know, it's ironic a little bit that you grew up right across the street from the the stadium that you end up leading your team to a state championship in. Uh, tell us about that, how I was growing up right across from Watkins Stadium, the bricks, if nobody knows about it. You know, the first all lit stadium in the state of Mississippi, 1928, uh, playing in between the bricks was always something special. So what was it like growing up right across the street from that stadium? It was an honor just because uh, I was able to to see all the guys that came before me, all the guys that paved, paved the way before me. Um, guys like, you know, Troy Wilberton, um, Akeem Davis. I mean, Justin Mack, Duntrell Pruitt, uh, you know, the fun bester. Seeing all those guys who paved the way before me uh, and see how much blood, sweat, and tears they put into it. You know, Coach Smith, Coach Ty Breeland, Coach um, Coach Leggett, Coach Lyon, you know, uh, just seeing all the coaches that came before me and be able to show me the way of how we're going to be uh, when my opportunity came and, and being able to see the guys, the players, um, put blood, sweat, tears, and passion into the game and want to be able to do what they do for the city, uh, growing up being a water boy for the, for the high school football team uh, with Coach McNair and Coach Fletcher and them, um, definitely helped, you know, helped me understand uh, the, what, it, what it is. It's a privilege to put, the, put, that, put, the, put that jersey on and uh, to wear that tornado, that golden tornado on, on across your chest. And once you understand that, you do anything for the for for that school. You do anything for the city of law. 
So tell me about the first time you attended summer workouts. What was that like? Man, my first time, <laughs> it was funny because I, I want to say you know, it was my coach Smith came to my mom's house, came across the street. And he was like, hey, um, you know, I think I think we're going to try to move Keon up next year. I was in the eighth grade at the time. And he and my mom was like, you sure, coach? Like, you sure what y'all want to do? He like, uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he, I think he's capable of doing what he needs to do to be able to lead us next year. And now, uh, you know, last quarterback did it was Duntrell, and he, you know, look at how he paid paid out. That was he would get done. That's when they just got done uh, finishing the 2012 season when they went to state. Uh, he like, yeah. So we we think Keon can be the next, you know, the next guy t- to come up through through the through law through the, through the program. And she's like, okay, coach, if that's what you want to do, you know, as long as y'all protect my baby now, right. you know, uh, as <laughs> long as y'all protect my baby, uh, I'm fine with it. And um, ever since then, you know, Coach Smith, Coach Smith, Coach Breeland, Coach McNair, Coach Pollard, Coach Fletcher, you know, all the coaches that was that was in the program, they've been they've been like a father figure to me. Uh, coach Pollard always made he's more like my 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 role model, my my my, my mentor, my big brother. Um, a guy I always talk to about any and everything. And I know he's going to give me the best advice, you know, that I need in the moment. And uh, definitely just being able to have them, have men like, like, like them around at the time um, helped me, helped me tremendously on and off the field. Sure. So what was it like as an eighth grader thinking, hey, next year I might be playing on the varsity, you know, and then you got thrown in the fire, right? As a freshman, tell us about that. So okay, so, so yeah, so after my eighth grade year, uh, after the eighth grade season was over, we, me and Octavius Cooley, we moved up, aka Dirt, we moved up, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so when we moved up, um, uh, we we went down the trail and then we practiced stuff like that with the fun and my cousin Justin McNam, and um, so we were just trying to learn what was going on because you know from eighth grade we was the man, we we walking around campus, you know, at the middle school, we we. We killing practice. We went from killing practice to seeing practice go fast, like fast tempo. So it's like, I don't know what we getting ourselves into right now. So walking in, it was very fast, um, very green going into a situation I ain't know nothing about. But uh, you know, when the opportunity came for me to step up and play the South Jones game, when I say it was the first game of the season, uh, my freshman year, uh, when my opportunity came and and you know, with all the hard work, preparation, and and and. and being able to be out there with, with the receivers at the time uh, and training with them all summer. Uh, when that opportunity came, I was ready. And I took full advantage of it. Absolutely. So, you know, as a four-year starter in high school, you put up big numbers. You got a lot of attention. You know, you played in the Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game and heavily recruited coming out of high school, which is not the typical thing for a quarterback in, in your area, right? You know, getting all the D1 offers, uh, what was that like the recruitment process for you man it was definitely a blessing uh it, it's all i really can say it was a blessing uh it was a humble experience uh so grateful for the opportunity um definitely gave me opportunity to uh to not only change my life but uh to change my future family life and my and my current family so uh going through that process man like i say um everything started picking up my after my freshman year um, Southern Miss offered me first, Ty Munkins. Uh, they offered me and Octavia first. And then, uh, Southern Miss offer that's when Dan Mullen and Mississippi State came my freshman year, and then uh, Coach Hugh Freeze and Ole Miss came. So, we had uh, I had my first three offers at the end of my ninth grade year. 
like within a three day span. So definitely things kind of picked up quick. Uh, really didn't understand at the time what all that meant. Um, but you know, uh, looking back on everything, you know, definitely was an honor and everything kind of everything kind of started picking up from there. We started getting, you know, I started getting my off from Louisville, uh, Florida State, Florida, um, Auburn, Tennessee, um, Memphis, of course, that's where I committed to, and um, you know, so forth and so on. So so was it did they come with a lot of pressure would you say as a, a you know 14 15 year old kid and you have all these major colleges looking at you did you feel like okay i can only go down from here or did you feel like okay i can get better for me it was always okay like you know honestly i didn't expect the all that to start like all the attention to, to start coming so early um because at the time i was doing playing football something that i've been playing since i was four years old and something I love to do. Um, so I wasn't really thinking, you know, I knew I had a dream of, you know, one day playing on a big time level, you know, playing on Saturdays and, and then being able to go to a division one school. Uh, but I didn't know it was gonna happen that quick. I didn't know all the attention was gonna come that quick. So it was definitely, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was I wouldn't say pressure, but I knew I had a responsibility you know, at a young age. And um, I made sure that I went out each and every day and had an opportunity and had a mindset of, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dominate this, this. I'm a dominate today uh, because I want to get the day back. And I want to be able to make sure that, you know, I continue to keep the legacy going and continue to keep everything striving in the right direction. So, you know, growing up in a small town, many times football is the center of the city, right? You know, everyone comes out on a Friday night. Everyone knows the players by name. You know, they know your face, the kids look up to you. So what was it like being the quarterback and you know laurel quarterback of a team high expectations every year you know you came in your junior year it was championship or bust almost right so what was it like you know playing under that pressure every friday night well honestly you know press on do one thing that made diamonds so i mean at, at the time um it's a, it, it, it was an honor it was definitely truly an honor because uh like i say being able to be around you know, Akeem, uh, Dontrell, Troy Wilberton, being able to be around the quarterback that came before me and seeing how they was able to lead, and not only lead, but leave a legacy, leave a foundation um, better than what they founded. I understood the importance of, of to that role of being the quarterback, the quarterback for Law High School. It's a privilege. It's an honor. Um, and, and a lot of guys don't have the opportunity to say they was able to be the quarterback for Law High School. And, you know, for me, I take that, I took that with more honor and more privilege than, you know, when, once I got to the college level, because this is where I was from. I'm from law and I understand the legacy. I understand the foundation that was built before me. And and like you say, once once that legacy is, is continuing to be going, continuing to go forth and forth, uh, it's up to you to keep, keep the ball rolling. And I understood the importance of it and, um, and I, 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 I held it with true value. Got you. So <clears throat> highly recruited coming out of high school, you decided to stay in state going to Southern Miss. Kind of talk us through that decision and, you know, what it was like being a young quarterback on a team. Mm -hmm. Making the decision to go to Southern Miss wasn't – it wasn't difficult, but it was, if, if, I, if you get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. due, to the, due to the point of, you know what I'm saying, I, at the time I was committed to Memphis coming out of high school. All the way up until my senior year, Coach Justin Fuente took the the, uh, the job at Virginia Tech. 
the year they beat um, Ole Miss at the Liberty Bowl. So when Coach Fuente took the job at Virginia Tech, he offered me a Virginia Tech. Um, never been there, but I know it's getting close to the time for me to be able to figure out where I'm going to go. Um, so took a visit at Virginia Tech. Um, my mom, she, you know, we went and visited everything. And she was like, you know, kind of too far from home. You know, I want you to kind of be more close. Memphis was about the farthest she let me go at the time. Mm-hmm. And my top four was Memphis, uh, Louisville, Minnesota, and Southern Miss. And uh, at the time, you know, I had way out my options. And, and, you know, God blessed me with the opportunity to be able to have an offer from, from a, a university right up the road that um, come off a year of, you know, high expectation, just won a conference championship. Um, had Nick Mullins for his senior year come back as all uh, CUSA player of the year. Uh, offense player of the year and I knew I, I had I was gonna have an opportunity to come in and not uh not not play right away but have an opportunity to come in and be able to learn from somebody that's been there that understand the game to understand what it means to be able to be the quarterback for University of Southern Miss and uh so I went in ready to learn and and it went from there so you know you brought up the recruiting process so you were committed to Memphis um and then a coaching change so mm-hmm. I think you know, you can correct me, but even today, I think it's even more complicated uh, with the transfer portal, with coaching changes. You know, you've been recruited for several years from one coach. You've committed to this school and boom, he's gone. So as an 18 year old kid, like you said, my date is coming up soon. You have to refocus and say, all right, do I go to this school and not know the coach? You know, do I go to a local school? Do I go to a school and follow the coach who's been recruiting me? You know, that's a very complicated process. And now you throw in a transfer portal and you commit and now you have a three-year starter from an SEC school or a three-year starter from another school show up on your doorstep. What do you think about that as a, a kid coming out of high school? What would you tell a kid, you know, that's trying to weed through the recruitment process of how what to look for and, you know, how can you be blindsided and, by different things i tell any 18 year old um that's been finna get ready to go into their freshman year of college or first year in college to first and foremost do your do your homework um on the university because you have to understand once you commit to that school you're committed to the university you're committed to the fans you're committed to you're committed you're committing to, to to your to your your future teammates not the coaches Mm-hmm. Um, I think now, you know, when I, you know, at the time I was getting ready, to, you know, I was getting recruited and coming out of uh, out of high school. Um, you you hear about transfer, but you want you you hear about people transferring, but it wasn't like a big topic how it is now in today's right. time. And um, so you know, you you kind of you know you kind of stick it out. You go there, you just try to stick it out because you know, during my time, you know, my fresh my freshman sophomore year, if you transfer, like you know people kind of look down on you, you know what I'm saying? In a sense of saying, because like, you have to understand when you're committing somewhere, you're committing to the fan, you're committing to the university, the campus, and your teammates. The coaches might lead tomorrow. And uh, I think in today's time, uh, a lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of players understand that now. Like they understand the business side of the college level and of, and, and of the coaching world to the, to the point now you have us as athletes, we're starting to make more business decisions as well. Mm-hmm. And um, some people, some people uh, may not agree, but a lot of people agree now to the end of today's time, because at the end of the day, uh, you have to do what's, what's best for you and your family. And um, so first and foremost, I tell an 18 year old kid, uh, do you do diligence? 
do you do do you uh, do diligence on university um and and understand okay if you want if what, what are you what are you trying to pursue at that university what's right. your academics what, yes yes what's your academic because for me um growing up man like i say coming from a small town um i know one day i'm gonna have to hang these cleats up and um i i, I always wanted to be that role model that you know i seen on tv or you know i i read about read about it in a book and i wanted to be that physical role model for my future community and my community back home in law and um so I made sure my whatever school I was going to that I was gonna be able to get my degree, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's very, I think that's a very important topic we need to talk about as well because um, you, you have four years, four free years, right? You know, academically wise, it's not free, but it's free if you depend on depend on how you take it. Sure. And, um, I think you're getting a free education to play sports, right? You get you get a free education to do what you love to do. Exactly. So, you know? and I think um, so. With, they're gonna get what they're gonna get out of you. Why not? Why why not get a great education someday? But you can be able to fall forward on. I don't like sometimes a lot of people like to say fall back plan. I don't like to fall back because you, you're never failing. You're mm-hmm. only learning. You know. So I say fall forward. And uh, I always say you know you need to have a fall forward plan because if you get a, if say okay you playing four years at a university ball playing four years in, in college and uh NFL don't work out. You, you you don't become a professional athlete, but you got your degree. So you haven't fallen back. You fall you fell forward because you you was able to get something better than you you was able to leave with something that you that you didn't start with. So I don't say fall back. I say fall forward. And um, I definitely think you know if you have a great education, a great academic, a, a great degree, leaving leaving your university, leaving your university. Um, it definitely can help going forward in life. Absolutely. So that's one thing I think that's often overlooked is academics. You know, you're picking it based off an offensive system or a coaching staff, but not necessarily what you can get from that school. So, you know, you started off at Southern Miss. We'll go ahead and kind of uh, fast forward to the fact you graduated from Tulane University, right? This is a almost like an Ivy League school in the South with a business degree. You know, that's an excellent degree to have that you earned, but you earned it while playing football. So, right. so many people go and play for three, four, five years, and you still walk away without a degree, which mm-hmm. you've given that school a lot, but you don't have a lot to take away. You know, right. so a lot of times when I'm talking to athletes, you know, I'm not going to try to, you know, you ask a kid, most 13, 14 year old kids, what do you want to do? You know, that's a, a, a great athlete or a decent football player. And they say, hey, I want to play in the NFL. I don't say, look, man, you're not going to make it to the NFL. I say, okay, then what? Because if you make it to the NFL and you play an average career, you know, which is probably what, about four years, three to four years, or if you play a long career, (laughs) right, you know what I'm saying? If you play a long career and you stay in the league for 10 years, how old are you? 32 years old. So what are you going to do with the the next 40, 45 years of your life? And then it's usually like, oh, well, (laughs) I didn't really think about that, you know? So, and now, like you mentioned, I always say at some point you got to hang up the cleats, right? So what is life going to look like after that for you? And I think that's something that, that a lot of us older mentors needs to need to continue to put on uh, our next gen, our younger generation of mine. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for you. I'm all for it. I want you to chase your dreams. I want you to shoot for the moon. You know, if you don't hit the moon, Hey, at least you're up there with the stars. You know what I'm saying? Right. There, no, there's nothing wrong with sitting up, there with, sitting up there with the stars. 
And I think uh, that's very a very important topic we all need to continue to, to discuss with our younger generation. Yeah, I want you to, I want you to shoot for the shoot for the moon. I want you to shoot for all your dreams, all your big your, your big dreams and big goals. I, I'm here to push you in that direction of being able to go to the league, get drafted first round, first overall pick, win the Heisman. I'm here for all the dreams that you have, even if it ain't football. Right. Yeah, I want I want you to be able to go be a lawyer. I want you to go be a, to be able to go be a doctor to provide for your future family and be a positive role model in your future community. Whatever you want to do, I'm here to help and push you in that direction. But I want to be able to put on your mind, okay, if this if this doesn't pan out the way it should or the way that you have envisioned, what is your fall forward plan? Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So you probably don't remember these conversations, but you know, I brought this up to you before. So you used to love coming to Saturday injury clinic, whether you were injured or not, right? You came to get pampered most Saturdays, but you know, <laughs> that's what we really got. What'd you say? Little placebo. That's yeah, yeah. Upkeep, upkeep on a quarterback. But that's how we got to know each other so well because you would be there every Saturday, and we had this time to to talk. And I remember, as a high school student, you wanted to. Uh, you said you were going to be a mortician. You wanted to own, you know, your funeral home. See, I was Howard listening, right? What's that? <laughs> Howard Funeral Home. That's right. So yeah. you know, you had that entrepreneurial thought even as a high school student. And the one thing that you posed to me the first year I got here was, why are you here? You know, so you mentioned it and you said, OK, I was just asking because this is a small town and Laurel didn't have a whole lot going on. Why are you here? You just came from working with the Bengals and you, yeah. know, you were in D.C. But I took it a different way. I took it as why am I here? Right. What's my purpose purpose for being here? And what's my role that I need to fulfill by being here? And I still ask myself that question periodically right so you know i told you i said i think you're you know you're trying to test me to see okay are you here to just be here for a year or two and move on or are you here to be a part of this community um Mm -hmm. so you know the mentorship is huge for me right so i want to see kids be able to dream i want to be able to see show kids like no matter where you're from i'm from a small town just like laurel i'm from a town of fifteen thousand people you can do things bigger than what you can you see every day, right? So I feel like that's part of the reason why I'm in a small town, um, and I try to bring the same level of care and same level of commitment to the to the athletes that we do to college athletes or to professional athletes. So I'm trying to raise a standard, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. So you know that question you asked me, I, I was just thinking on it the other day. It still comes back to me: Why am I here? Um, but you know, I know you had your your reason for asking it, but that's what I heard when you said it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you took that and ran with it, man. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about you know being a quarterback. So you mentioned you started off at Southern Miss. Um, you actually pushed Nick Mullins during that freshman year for his starting role, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure did. So you know you had some early success in college. And then, you know, another coaching change, another staff change. And then tell us where you were at the end of your sophomore year at Southern Miss. Okay, yeah. So my freshman year didn't didn't really expect to play at all. Definitely went in with a mindset of okay, I'm being able to, you know, become the backup and do what I need, do whatever I need to do and play my role. Uh that was just my mindset going in. And uh me being a competitor, me me being, you know, who I am just as a man. Um, had an opportunity to go in my freshman year and play. Uh, Brent Morris straight year, uh, my freshman year, uh, start playing. Me and Nick started start splitting the, the 
the last six game of the season, um, you know, who was who who's who was starting. And um, uh, so we definitely helped helped each other out a lot, be able to help that program, help Southern Miss at the time, uh, just win. And um, you know, so after that, my sophomore year, uh came back around, starts started started the first three games, actually. Uh started a game we played Kentucky at home a year. You know, started splitting reps with Quadre, the, the uh, Juco, Quadre Griggs, the Juco transfer that came in at the time, my sophomore year. Uh, so me and him started splitting reps at the time, just trying to be able to help each other, uh, you know, win, you know, win and be able to contribute however how we need to contribute. When our numbers call, we were ready to go. And uh, definitely helped me compete every day at practice and uh, to continue to get better at my skills and continue to sharpen my skills. So I definitely appreciate Nick and Quadre for, for just – keeping me going each and every day and compete. So, you know, you decided to transfer to Tulane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you get to Tulane, you had to sit out a year and then you had a chance. That was your, what that your senior year to, to play so, and start. Yeah, My, my senior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, kind of walk us through that. You know, at Tulane, what was that process? like? Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, man, I, I, I think coach, coach Fritz, and uh, Coach Hall and Coach Roosh and Coach McCluskey uh, for taking opportunity on me coming from Southern Miss um, and being able to see the vid, be able to see the potential I had in myself. Uh, my freshman, like I said, my uh, red shirt junior year couldn't play. Now, red shirt sophomore year couldn't play because of, you know, due to the uh, Division One transfer from one Division One to, to the next. So I had to sit out that year due to the NCAA ruling. And then at my, my red shirt junior year, um, they brought in a quarterback, uh, transfer quarterback in from LSU, Justin mm-hmm. McMillan. You know, he did a, a tremendous job, man, and definitely helped take Tulane from being where Tulane was at the time to being what we all know Tulane is today. Um, so definitely being able to be around him and Coach Hall and uh, Coach Fritz, you know, just being able to be around their, their leadership and their um, high football IQ definitely helped shape me into the opportunity uh, when my senior year came. When I was ready to, when they when they uh, announced me as the starting quarterback, and I was ready to take uh, take the role of, of being a starting quarterback at Tulane, being behind guys like Sean King, um, Justin McMillan, and um, you know guys like that, and those those type of guys that came before me and and, and showed showed us the way how it should be, you know how how it is to be a successful uh, quarterback uh, in Tulane program, Tulane system. Uh, so my time came, I was ready. And being able to be around, you know, Coach Coach Willie Frizz and Coach Hall, um, leadership and high football IQ. Uh, when my opportunity came, I was ready to take the rings and I was ready to go, um, and, and go give them all for my teammates at the time. So, so you know, you you went through all this to get to that point, and then boom, pandemic, right? So mm-hmm. you're starting spring practice, and within days of spring practice, everything shuts down. Kind of walk us through that. Man, that was definitely um, definitely a, a crazy time, no lie. Um, just due to the fact of, you know, like you say, we, we was a week, almost a week and a half into spring ball. And, uh, you know, of course, you're hearing the noise, you're hearing what's going on outside in the, in the world. And, you know, uh, baseball just shut down at the time. Basketball mm-hmm. just shut down at the time. So we like, man, this stuff getting serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's getting serious out here, but. Uh, Coach Fred did a great job with us, making sure we we stay stay ready and stay involved in you know spring ball to make sure that you know 
when the time to come, when, it, when the opportunity came, each and every practice, we took advantage of the practice time. And uh, so, you know, one day, I think it was on like a Wednesday. Uh, yeah, it was on a Wednesday. And he was like, you know, hey, coach, uh, I think the AD came, our AD at the time, our um, athletic director came down. And he was like, you know, today's our last day of practice. You know, after today, we want we want y'all guys to kind of find y'all plane ticket view from far away. You're close to home. This is your last day. We'll be y'all will be doing Zoom. We like Zoom. <laughs> right. What's Zoom? <laughs> online class, y'all mean? Yeah, we like yeah. Zoom. Okay, yeah. Okay. Well, y'all be doing Zoom meetings online. We'll keep y'all updated on everything to make sure y'all pay attention to y'all phones and y'all go home, be safe. So we're like, okay, whew, it's getting serious. You know what I'm saying? So at the time, we had we, I was doing I had a great spring, you know. Um, so I was, you know, just making sure I stayed in that same mindset. Uh, so when I went, when I came home, really didn't have class at the time. We, we was out of school because we were just trying to figure out what was going on. But I knew uh, I had football. And, then, you know, that's something that I always can fall forward on um, through any time of uh, trials and trials and tribulation, any type of adversity at the time. I had football. And I know, um, you know, with the discipline would come with football, you know, I still had to train. I still had to, uh, you know, make sure I keep my 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 my, my tools sharpened. And uh, came home. Went to the went to the weight room, worked out, went to the field, worked out on the field, did my footwork, did my drills, on full field drills and all that. And uh just waiting on the opportunity, you know, for whenever they're gonna call us to tell us come back so we can finish the spring ball. So each and every day I knew I had to make sure that I was gonna be ready when that when that phone call came back. And um it ain't come Never back. Come. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't come yeah. back. So this is the end of part one of a two part interview. I hope you really enjoyed this uh, introduction to the story of Kia and Howard. But please join us in the second episode because you will hear how he overcame the obstacles of the pandemic and more importantly, took the focus off himself during the pandemic to come home to uplift his community, as well as the story of how his faith grew through all of this. So thank you for joining us. And if this podcast is bringing you value, you know, please share these stories with someone else. And please go and subscribe and leave a five-star rating to make this show more visible to other people to be able to find it. Until later, peace.